Sophie, and you're listening to We Can Relate. Today we'll be talking to Emily. Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, hi, I'm Emily. I am a Canadian, Singaporean, white, Asian child um, <laughs> who just graduated high school. Yay! Yay. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of me. I'm 17 years old, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. No, that's that's basically it. That's the rundown. Okay, well, today we're going to be talking about um, your experience with being biracial. You just said you're, you're half Singaporean, half um, Canadian. Yeah. And I'm not biracial, so I didn't, like, I can't give any input on that. So, um, obviously, we live in a world where a lot of cultures, a lot of races are interacting, and so you're going to see a lot of biracial babies popping up, and you know what I mean? So... I wanted to find someone or talk to someone who could share their experiences with it and like I don't know if there's anybody out there who has ever felt uncomfortable or like um, isolated or alone with like whatever struggles they've went to hopefully they can relate to this because this um, podcast is called we can relate (laughs) so um, what does it mean to be biracial to you um well to me being biracial is sort of just who I am it's how I grew up and um, I guess it sort of feels like you're two things at once and it never feels like you're entirely whole in a way. But um, I think when you grow to be more comfortable as a biracial person, it's just sort of getting to experience two cultures really well. Yeah. And so it's just, it's kind of really cool mm-hmm. to be able to experience all of these different cultures and it's like you get to know them on a personal level because like half of your family is from one culture and half of your family is from the other so like for me I get to learn a lot about Chinese Singaporean culture because of my mom and my grandparents and my cousins um and then I grew up in Canada and my dad's Canadian so I also get to know a lot of like this sort of white mm-hmm. suburban lifestyle type yeah. of culture so um it is like a big mix and the differences in them for sure but i think that it's kind of just really cool to be biracial yeah um considering like you went to now that she's graduated considering you went to an international school do you feel like you were able to connect more with your uh, uh asian like singaporean side or your white side because we went to a school with like a lot of i guess um European, like, white-ish, like, children, you know? Um, I think going to an international school was really beneficial for me, actually, because I was in the Canadian public school system for a while. Yeah. And, uh, that was, it was, like, there were a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there were also a lot of white people at the international school, yeah. but it, there were also many, many different cultures. Mm-hmm. And, um you sort of learn more about world history when you go to like an international school, whereas you learn more about specifically Canadian history when I was in the Canadian public school system. Yeah. So I sort of got to learn more of the historical background of my like Asian side. And um, I also got to meet a lot more people from different places in Asia. And I sort of connected with them by using my knowledge of Asian culture. Yeah. Like from what I knew from my, that side of my family. Okay. So I think going to an international school really helped me connect more with the Asian side of me because in Canada it was 
I was a lot more connected to the white side of my family because my grandparents lived there. Well, my white grandparents lived there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went to school with like a bunch of white people and we celebrated um, white generally ho- white yeah. holidays. Mm-hmm. We didn't really celebrate like Chinese New Year's or anything like that. So it was a lot of me connecting with my Canadian side rather than mm-hmm. my Singaporean side. And once I went to an international school, it was more of a balance. Okay, nice. My question is, um, did you ever feel like learning about yourself ever took like a back burner in learning about other people first, you know what I mean? Oh, um, kind of. I mean, for me, I sort of like, I grew up not really thinking about the fact that I was biracial. Like, mm-hmm. it just didn't even like occur to me that my race was kind of like different to other people's until I sort of like grew up and like read more about it and I was like oh Mm -hmm. um and I mean during that time in my life I sort of just spent more time not really focusing on race at all and it was more just like talking to people and connecting with them Mm -hmm. and um I feel like when you go into a new school especially like you know international schools you since you're going in and everyone sort of already knows each other except for the new kids yeah you always like put getting to know others before getting to know yourself that's a just good, you want to make friends mm-hmm. and you want to be able to connect with these people that you will be like spending at least a year mm-hmm. maybe longer less, but yeah maybe longer um with so you want to like really make sure that you get to know them so Mm -hmm. I feel like if you move around a lot you spend less time getting to know yourself but you do get to spend more time like getting to know others which has its advantages and disadvantages Mm -hmm. um during that period of time was it ever like confusing or uncomfortable or weird trying to explain to people like where you're from okay uh yeah no it's especially um in Canada sometimes like uh, especially when I go back now and I sort of know what's going on, I'll like have people who will come up to me and they'll be sort of like, what are you? Mm-hmm. And I know they don't mean it like offensively or anything, but like, um, it's just cause like, it's kind of confusing. Cause like when you look at me, I'm, I don't look white, but I also don't look super Asian. Yeah. So it's like a little confusing to people when they look at me and then I have to like explain that I'm half white and half Asian, so I'm like a mix, and um, yeah, no, it's kind of interesting talking to people about that, because they're, sometimes their approach about it is kind of like mean, and you have to mm-hmm. like calm yourself down and tell yourself like, okay, don't get mad, they're like, they don't mean yeah. it in this way, like just explain to them calmly. Mm-hmm. That, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're not. You're you're both. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, no. That's. Um. What about like when you go to Canada? I don't know. Like I'm not gonna speak for you, but yeah. do you ever have those moments when you're like, I'm Canadian, and then people are like, Where are you really from? And like, how does that make you feel? Um. I think like when I go back and they're like, and I'm like I'm Canadian. They're like, Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Or stuff like that. And um. I guess, like, because Canada has a lot of immigrants nowadays, so it's, like, a little bit less common when people are like, oh, really, you're from Canada? But um, growing up there, I remember, like, a lot of people were sort of like, yeah, but, like, are you from, like, China or something? Yeah. No, I was born here. Mm -hmm. I live here. I've lived here for, like, seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get it. (laughs) 
you ever feel like you have to identify with like one part of yourself more than the other because like obviously you look like um like an asian woman do you ever feel like you know your first reaction was to be more asian than it was to be like canadian um i spent a large portion of my childhood just like thinking i was white like i didn't mm-hmm. think i was white. like i knew i was asian but like i sort of it just didn't register to me yeah like i didn't tell people i was asian i would just be like yeah no i'm canadian because mm-hmm. that's where i was born and that's what my passport is mm-hmm. so like it was just easier to say i'm canadian than say i am canadian and i am also singaporean so um i largely identified with my canadian side just because i grew up there and like the family that i knew better was in canada and all my friends were in canada so i was just like yeah no i'm canadian like, yeah white and then i think at some point when i was sort of reading up more and realizing more about like racism and race and what that meant for me um i began to almost like overcompensate and i was like yeah no i'm also asian like i'm asian 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 Mm -hmm. and so i'd sort of like really try to like enforce the fact that i am also asian and then i sort of like calmed down after a while and i was like okay i am both like i can say i'm asian and i can also say i'm white because Mm -hmm. I identify with both of them. I can be both of them. I am both of them. Mm -hmm. So, um, for a while, it was definitely me identifying more with the white side of me. And then, for a while, it was me trying to compensate for that, Mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah, no, I completely understand. No, I completely get that. Um, did you ever feel like you had, when you were overcompensating, did you ever feel like you had, like, a responsibility to be Asian enough? You know what I mean? Um, I feel like I definitely did, especially because I do have some Asian friends, Mm -hmm. um, and when I talked to them, they'd always be sort of like, oh my gosh, you're so white. Yeah. And like, when I hung out with my white friends, they'd sort of be like, oh my god, you're so Asian. So, um, I never really felt like I fit in with either of them completely, Mm -hmm. because I only identified with them partially. So, um especially around like my Asian family or around my Asian friends, I feel this like need to sort of be more Asian and like ident- and like pick out all of the Asian things about me and sort of like emphasize them and then hide the more white parts. Yeah. I guess. And then it's the opposite with my white friends. I'll sort of pick out the more white parts of me and mm-hmm. hide a little bit more the Asian. Um now i have like a pretty solid group of friends where i just like chill and i can be both yeah so that's really nice so i think that's like really important to have like people that you're comfortable being both with Mm -hmm. but yeah no i definitely did feel like i had to be more one or the other in Mm -hmm. depending on who i was with or where i was yeah no i completely get that did that ever bother you though did it like ever bother you having to um i feel like it didn't really bother me a mm-hmm. lot and like for a really long time I just kind of like brushed it off because I was like whatever it's fine um sometimes I get like really annoyed about it like I'd be like why why can't I just like chill mm-hmm. and like be able to just be myself around whoever I want um but I feel like it was never a super like predominant problem for me mm-hmm. um but it did like really annoy me sometimes yeah because like i remember especially at certain times when people would be like ah ha, ha, you're asian and i'm like yeah i i know i'm asian mm-hmm. um it would just like sometimes it would tick me off but other times like i would make jokes about it which 
looking back on, maybe I shouldn't have done because sometimes I was uncomfortable with it and making jokes about it sort of normalized it for yeah, the yeah, people yeah. that were also making jokes. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like partially I'm to blame because I was changing myself in mm -hmm. order to fit in with all of these different groups. But overall, like, yeah, no, I it wasn't that much of an issue for yeah. me for a really long time because I just didn't focus on it. Okay, well, considering you are like half-half, yeah. um, with all of like everything that's happening in the world right now with like coronavirus and also like obviously racism in itself, have did you ever feel like you kind of had the responsibility of not offending either like group? Um, I think when corona happened, like, well, more like when the sort of like racism that came with Corona yeah. happened against Asians. Um, it didn't really matter like what I was, it mattered what I looked like. Mm -hmm. And um, in Austria, I look pretty Asian just because like yeah. I'm around white people and like when I'm in a group of white people, it's easy yeah. to spot that I'm Asian and like not completely white. Mm -hmm. So, um, I remember a lot of my friends were checking up on me and they were like making sure that like I was okay and I was getting home safe because there was like a lot of yeah, assault and aggression towards Asian people, especially mm -hmm. Chinese people. And since I'm like, like technically biologically Chinese because mm -hmm. Singapore is really new and I'm Chinese Singaporean, yeah. I also look quite, um, like mm -hmm. Chinese yeah. Asian. So it was just a lot of people like checking up on me and stuff like that during yeah. like Corona and I was just like, okay, this is mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and so during that time I sort of like, I really felt more Asian than I did feel white. So I was more defensive of like Asian people mm -hmm. and I didn't really care that much if I offended any white people. I was just like, you know what, like yeah, you can yeah. shove it because I might get attacked one day and that's really scary. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, no, I was definitely more upset towards like white people and I like didn't completely consider myself to be like half white. Mm -hmm. I was just like, right now I feel really Asian and which I know education is super important. So mm -hmm. I like, agree with her on that front. Um, so I always like felt this like need to be like really smart and stuff mm -hmm. like that. and. Like, if I'm being honest, I am graded me for a bit. And um, I was sort of, like, really mad about how I was just, like, not smart enough. And I was like, well, like, I'm Asian. I should be able to do this. Yeah. And um, there would be, like, sort of, like, these jokes that are sort of like, yeah, you're Asian, so, like, you're smart. And then, like, um, it was more like whenever I failed, mm -hmm. it would sort of be like, but you're Asian, you're supposed to be good at this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm Asian, I'm supposed to be good at this. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I succeeded, it would sort of be like, oh, but that's because you're Asian. Asian. Yeah. So it was sort of like my failures were emphasized because I was Asian and then my successes were diminished because, because I was Asian. Yeah, just, wow. Uh-huh, no, I got it that. It was really frustrating for that stuff because um, I don't feel comfortable speaking for the Asian community because I'm not fully Asian. Um, and so speaking out on like stuff that's like, if they're like making sure that like it's okay mm -hmm. and they want like an Asian's opinion about it, like I 
strongly recommend they don't come to me Mm -hmm. and they should probably ask other people and they should ask a lot of other people because I don't think any one person can speak for an entire community um but I feel like I used to definitely feel a lot of like pressure to please my friends no matter what Mm -hmm. um so like if they came to me and they were like asking me like oh yeah it's like is it okay then I'd be like yeah it's fine like it doesn't bother me and like usually it probably didn't but like sometimes it would Mm -hmm. and like I'd still say like no it's fine um which is on me but yeah it's like one of those like sort of peer pressure type things where you're Mm -hmm. kind of like I, I really don't want to, like, disappoint my friends. I should probably just, like, make sure that they're happy. And go with it. And go with it. No, that's that's a big thing um, that I think we should highlight is the fact that, like, and, like, you know, people who go up to, like, certain people from certain, like, communities and, like, represent the whole <laughs> community and, like, tell us. And it's a lot of the times... What's funny to me is that they know that it's wrong and they know that they probably shouldn't be doing that, which is why, and they know that their friends are in this situation of peer pressure where it's like, oh, I know if I go to Emily or if I know, like, if I go to my, this friend about it, they're going to agree with me. So it's fine. Yeah. Same thing with like, in like, in my situation, which is different again, yeah. it's like the N word, you know, I have people come up to me and they'll, they'll be my friends and they'll be like, oh, she's going to be completely fine with it because she's my friend. And then, you know, or I have other people come up, like say the N word and I'll be like, that's not cool. And they'll be like, yeah, but my black friends gave me the N word pass. And I'm like, you can't get a pass for like a, a phrase, a word, a behavior, a gesture from one person and think that it's okay for the whole community. And I think that's something that everybody needs to like click with. Yeah, no. I think it's also important to remember that being biracial or like your race in general is never your entire identity. Yeah. Like it may feel like that sometimes for sure, especially in times like these where like, um, there is aggression towards Asians because mm-hmm. of COVID or um, because of Black Lives Matter. There or ICE. Aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, ICE. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so it's like, it's difficult and it's definitely like impossible to like just forget about race, but it is not like entirely who you are. And I think like if you keep remembering that, that's good because it'll sort of like help you figure out who you are outside of your race. Mm -hmm. And then when you're like ready to sort of like confront the whole like, what am I, who am I, which side am I? um, You already know like sort of who you are as a person without that, which will make it easier to handle. And I think it's also really important to remember that you're like, you're both and no one can really take that away from you. Period, period. (laughs) But um, you are allowed to, like, identify with one side more. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have an obligation to be an equal balance of both. If you yeah. like sort of more stereotypical white things, that's mm-hmm. okay. And it doesn't make you any less yeah. of whatever, whatever yeah. other you are. Or, like, you know, if you like one side's culture more, it doesn't mean that you're any less the other. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, if you just sort of, like, hold on to, like, a couple like fundamental principles about who you are and you sort of like grow as a person and just remember those you'll be fine but you need to like sort of set boundaries for yourself and you need yeah. to set those principles for yourself because every person is different and so not all advice will work for everyone mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that was amazing advice. That whole thing was an <laughs> aha moment type thing. Um, my my friends have always told me, like my biracial friends have always told me, but for them, one of the most important thing was making sure that they knew what they were like gonna accept and like what they liked. And for example, there are a lot of like values within, for example, African countries that like do not benefit women mm-hmm. and do not benefit like um LGBTQ people, LGBTQ plus people, yeah. and um. For them, when it came time to like, you know, ask themselves that question, like, who am I and all that, it was really important to them to be like, yeah, I'm both, but at the same time, I don't accept or I don't like, I I accept that that's part of my culture, but I'm not going to like push that onto myself, you know? So I guess the most important thing is like knowing yourself before you have other people tell you who you are. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's my, I mean, my, this is advice for me who don't know shit. Like that's (laughs) advice for me, you know? So don't, don't take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, um, thank you so much for coming. This is really fun. <laughs> it was really fun to have you, and you gave so much advice, so many stories, and um, I really hope you guys enjoyed that. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much, Emily, for joining us. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast on Spotify and share with your family and friends. See you next week on Saturday at 4 p.m. for a new episode of We Can Relate. Bye! Bye.